It's time for the sports show for guys who know sports. Texarkana's longest-running sports talk program. Leaving the Yard with Chuck Zack on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9. We welcome you to Leave in the Yard, Chuck Zach. And since it's Tuesday, it must be Tyler Huff. No, no, that's not right. <laughs> since it's Thursday, it must be Dwight McCowan. No, no, that's not right either. It is Tuesday. It is Dwight McCowan. We're playing musical co-hosts this week. We Good are. To see you. We are. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for coming in. Yes, sir. Tyler ended up with a Meet the Teacher tonight. Which always is fun. Which you, yeah. I mean, you you <laughs> certainly in February want to meet your teacher for a time yeah. or two. Uh, so they had that going on, I think, over at Liberty Ilo. Uh, Razorback Billy is going to be in here tomorrow, his normal show. And then Thursday, because we bumped off Monday and because we moved you from Thursday, mm-hmm. Kevin Carpenter's going to be in here Thursday. So it's a, it's a crazy... Round robin of co-hosts this week. Yeah, I'm gonna be stuck out there at the track meet in Mount Pleasant, cold and probably wit, unfortunately. You think it's gonna rain? Uh, I hope not, but that's what it's showing in the forecast. See, I'm thinking about planting some grass seed. I had folks come into my my yard last year and it kind of extended out our patio, uh-huh. our concrete pad, and so they tore my backyard all the hell up. So I've got you know ruts and mud and places. I'm thinking about putting down seed, but I'm waiting for a couple of days when it's gonna rain a little bit. Well, this be, may be it. I would think so. this is your chance right here right. coming All up right. this weekend. Maybe looking at that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> something else to do tomorrow. <laughs> it's always something to do, especially when you got a house. <laughs> That's exactly right. I started off telling you, and, and for you guys on Facebook, thankfully you're looking through the camera on the back end because uh, the phone didn't have a good day either. Yeah. <laughs> the, phone, uh, the phone jumped out of my pocket. That's usually how it goes. I jumped out and uh, landed face down on the concrete this morning. But you know, usually it happens like right when you figure to pay your phone off. That's when it usually. Oh, mine's paid off. Okay, usually that's when it happens. It's, a, it's, like, it's an X. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. long paid off. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so you're good. You're good. <laughs> and it was that's actually good. probably affordable back yeah, when I yeah. got that one. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. I understand. I've been hanging on to mine since 2018. Still See? not trying to get one. Like, ah, it's uh, going to the year. That's what I said. But anyway, <laughs> so you, you, should be, you should be thankful you're looking at the camera, which I hope was fine. I don't know if the yeah. camera got messed up. But anyway, we're here to uh, run you through another show today. Uh, no program yesterday because I had a little Liberty Isle baseball to take care of. Leopards with a uh, walk-off walk, which you don't get very often. No. I think they, if I'm remembering, didn't they lost the state championship doing that. I think they had a walk-off walk to lose the state championship. If yeah, I remember, I, right? I was not living here at the time, so I can't tell you. I, yeah. I remember they was playing in it, but I don't know how it finished. Though. Yeah, I'm pretty sorry. See, about here that. I'm in what eight eight months ago, and yeah. I can't remember. I think that's what it was. That, uh, I'm trying to erase that last game yeah. out of my memory, <laughs> but uh, it happens. I took on Pine Tree and um, got up four one, got down six four, rallied back at the end, and and uh, stole a game from Pine Tree at the end. You'll take a win wherever you can. And today is Zach Fowler's birthday, and when I texted him today, he said that almost exact thing. Winning is hard, and it's the only thing I wanted for my birthday. You take it how you get them. You don't really, th- you don't really appreciate that until you're out there and realize everything isn't always working exactly the, the way they wanted it to. They had a, a player that had a little elbow issue this mm-hmm. week. They had a player out with COVID this past weekend. 
they're uh, they've got guys who have been a little bit under the weather, and so we don't see all that until you uh, you hear about it after the fact. You're on the field going, all right, well, why is yeah, why is a <laughs> not playing as well as he normally can, or b doesn't act like he's feeling up to snuff, or c doesn't make the throw. That's why you find out later on. That's what I try to tell young coaches all the time. Hey, man. I mean, we didn't play well. Did you win? We did. Well, accept it, be happy, and keep on moving, man. Because I'm telling you, I've been on the other side of it when you're losing, and it ain't fun. And I know as coaches, you never have – you know when you have the perfect game, when you win the championship? That was like the perfect game. Doesn't yes. matter what the score was. That was Any other game before that, you always find a flaw that we can get better. We could do this better. Absolutely. Even like I said, your wins, you go back like, well, man – I didn't realize we, we messed up this many times. You know, as you go back and look at the film, like, man, we screwed that one up bad. Uh, but you're so excited you won. You don't think about it, but when you lose, it's the opposite. You're like, right. man, we didn't do anything. I'm, I'm never going to win a game. I didn't do anything right. And then you go watch the film, it's like, well, it actually wasn't that bad. Right. We just, a few things we got to fix here or there. And then, or, or ultimately, you just look at it like, well, that team just better than we were. Right. Than we can do anyway. Right. No, I know that's... some people don't want to admit that or they don't want to hear that, but that's just the truth, though. Well, uh, I, I, I've not felt bad for kids very often when they're playing their game. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you got a guy who has that bad game and you kind of feel for you. Like, yes. oh, you know, he's better than that. And he just, it starts snowballing. Correct. And you can't get out of it. And like, uh Pine Tree had a kid in the outfield yesterday that it's one of the few times I really felt bad for a kid on the baseball field. He had a an error early in the game that let a couple runs score. Mm-hmm. They rallied back and dropped a ball in right field again. Now, there's a younger kid that ended up moving to uh-huh. shortstop. He had an error in center field, but pretty much what should have been a routine out in right field and... I don't know. Did he just misjudge it, or I think so. Yeah. It's a ball hit right at him. Yeah, which is the if you've ever played the outfield. Yeah, those shots. And, and I did. I played the outfield. It's hardest to judge balls hit right at you. You'd rather have to take a few steps going and get a ball, correct? Because you can judge that little bit of an angle. But a ball hit right at you, it can eat you up sometimes. Absolutely, it felt like he just misjudged it. Didn't see it well. And anyway. The, the fans on the pine tree side, luckily he's so far out in the outfield, he couldn't have hurt them. Yes. I heard them. And they were pretty brutal about, you need to get him out of there. You need to catch him. I mean, you know. you know, <laughs> Don't get me started on that. But but that, that right there, I think that's what bothers me the most um, about high school sports now. Um, and I get it. Everybody wants to win. I, I get it. But – you mean tell me those adults? You mean tell me that that young man tried to miss the ball? Right. No, he didn't. he didn't try to miss the ball. So for you to make that insinuation, or you get him out of there, so I flip it on you here. So let's go to your job, whatever you do day to day. As soon as you make a mistake, I'm going to sit right over you and say, "Hey, get him out of here, man. He's just terrible." <laughs> That's right. Well, no. Well, it's the same thing. That young man is learning. He hey had a bad moment. He can figure it out. Things might he might get a shot hit him next game. He makes an amazing catch. You can't just Take kids out because now you're going to shoot their confidence. Well, and what did the coach do? I'm going to assume he took him out. Took him out. Oh gosh, no! That's, In the middle of the oh, inning, no. while the kid not waiting until they came off the field, that's, and next inning you put a different kid in. That's awful. They sent a different kid out into the outfield and made that kid 
come off the field and go back into the dugout. You, you, and I, I said, there's very few times I feel bad for yeah, a kid. That's bad. I felt bad for the kid yesterday. Hey, you're in the yard. Hey, Chuck, what's going on? What are you doing? It's all right. I was just thinking about what you guys were talking about. I'm down at Austin at the University of Texas game. And uh, Chris Brown from Gilmer yeah. was playing on the Longhorns team at that time. He muffed the punt. I'm sitting in the north end zone, down low, got good seats. They got the new TV up. You wouldn't believe how many of these grown people were wanting to take his scholarship. Man, let me tell you something. You think they're brutal at a high school game? And you know how long ago it's been since Chris Brown oh, yeah, it's been a minute. was down there. At the, that's right. This is the world we live in now. And it's getting worse and worse because people are living vicariously through their kids. No it qu- is what it is. Yeah, no question. I don't know if you I don't know if you guys saw the interview with Shannon Sharp and Johnny Manziel. Yes. I'm not a big fan of Johnny, but he was honest, he was brutally honest. The days of the hundred dollar handshake is gone. Right. This is the world you live in now. It's about money and it's moved into the high school range. People are chasing that almighty dollar, they're chasing that scholarship, and they are brutal out there. Yeah, I agree with you, young man. He didn't try to miss the ball. No, he didn't. But these parents, I'm going to be honest, and I know some people are going to come at me. Some of them are ridiculous. Oh, not, it's not some. It's a lot of them. <laughs> this is the world we live in. Hey, man, have a good one. Keep up the good work, man. It's good talking to you, my friend. Uh, there you go. First time <laughs> Hall of Fame ballot man, Mr. T. High Guy. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's about the money at the high school. It was Pine Tree High School. They're not. It's yeah. not about any money. The kid was a sophomore, but I, I, I've, like I said, I've not felt bad for kids very often. I, I felt really bad for that kid. I, I'll say, if, if it was a district game, oh, okay, maybe you might want to go ahead and you, that means you're giving this young man several games, right. tournaments under his belt. Right now, it's like, hey, okay, we can make a, an adjustment here. But it's like the what sixth, seventh game of the season. Yeah. They may have had a tournament this weekend. I mean, fourth like, game for fourth them. Fourth game. I mean, come on, man. It's, these guys are still in training, trying to get it right and get their get the rhythm down and things like that. That stuff just happens. So yep. you know. Um, but I do agree. You know, a lot of parents do live through their kids, and 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 so that makes it even harder on some of these players. And and I'll make this for you since we're talking about a young kid. It's first year coach too. Oh man, yeah. it's first year coach, and so I, you know, you, you look at it and go, well, if he was an older guy, would he have done that? As a young guy, if he goes back and looks at it in a couple of years, go, you know what? I probably shouldn't have pulled that kid right then. I should have waited till they came in, I've, and, I've, and then made the change there. I've done the same thing as a coach when I was younger. I, I would, and I had rabbit ears. I could hear, oh, I could yeah. hear people in the stands. Yep. Now, now I just kind of smile and say, you know, man, it doesn't bother me at all. We're he's gonna, learning we're, how to play a game. Correct. We're going to do what we that's do. It. I want him to learn. I want him to figure it that's out. Right. And he's got to learn through some growing pains. And now, if I'm that kid, every ball hit to me in the air. That's my point. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the dugout. I'm not even looking at the ball. Are you coming to get me? Is if I if I mess this ball up, are you coming to get me? That's my whole point. Shoot yeah. his confidence. I, I don't. And, and 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 I know he said a lot of this is tied to the money, and I get larger picture. He's probably right, but smaller picture, guys. That and I, I haven't named the coach. I'm not naming the kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I'm telling you this. The the school just because we we played them last night. If anybody in there would have, would have seen it, 
Um, but I, I just I, I struggle with the adults in the stands, number one, but the coach's decision to bowl. Now, he may know the kid and may know, you know, the kid's about to break down and lose it out there, and I'm getting him out to protect him from em- embarrassing himself. Correct. But it felt like the kid, it he, was, he piled on the embarrassment. Yeah, like it was a quick hook, just yeah. get him out of there. That's not That's good. That's not, that to me is not good. I w- Would you have done that with your shortstop v. boots a ground ball? I, I just can't see you doing that at some of these positions. I think at other positions, coaches are more quick to say, I'm getting that kid out of the game. Correct. Especially, the, again, it's not like it's a district right now. It's, no. it's not the end of the world. They're not going to. All right, let's be honest with you. Pine Tree is playing in a district with top five Hallsville yep. and top five White House, Longview, and Texas High. They're not getting in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Those four teams are going to get playoff spots. Pine, now, I may, be, I may sit here in, in, in May and be talking about Pine Tree got in the playoffs. I'm, I'm telling you right now, though, from what I saw – they're fine. They're a good little team. They're not going to win enough games to get in the postseason. And so you've taken a sophomore and gutted him when you want for the next three years, and this you, one and two more. And you're going down for you. To be a contributor to your program, and you did that to him. Yeah, that's like I said, that's disheartening to hear. And, and like I said, they're going to four A. And they're uh, going to four A next year. So that's, that's disheartening to hear. And, and you know. And he may know a kid, like I said, he knows a kid better than we do, and, and, and maybe that young man needed that break, and, and he'll bounce back and play well. Uh, I'm sure they probably got a tournament on Thursday. Uh, I just – I'm just – I don't like taking kids out as soon as they make a mistake. I don't care how bad it is. Like, yeah. I try to at least let them get a couple more plays in and then go get them out. You know, I obviously do that like in basketball or football. Now, I'll say this. Here's going to be my caveat. If I'm watching a kid and there's no effort, different message. Oh well, yeah, that's like different. like kid gets a ball hit over his head and he just jogs out after it. Yeah, you, you now <laughs> that's a different because that's a conversation we need to have right now about your effort, not a conversation about your execution. Like you didn't catch a ball, that happens. You didn't run after the ball, there's no excuse. Well, yeah, that's totally different. That's no, con- no I, I, but I'm saying yeah, here, yeah, here's yeah, my yeah, here's my a, caveat yeah. too. Yeah, that's the that's I'm almost that's, that's conduct detrimental to the team. Now you're just that's right. Like you don't care, and, and that needs to be a teaching moment <laughs> right that moment, not at the end of the inning. Right now, we need to have a teaching moment about expectation, and it's not about performance; it's about effort. And I won't be talking to him like a teacher. I can assure no, you that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be talking to him like a teacher wants to. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's a good way of looking at it. We're going to take a break. We'll come right back. It's about 15 minutes after the hour. Leaving the yard. Check Zach Dwight McCowan. You're on the fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. Quick break. We're coming right back. Don't give us the hook. (laughs) It wasn't perfect. We'll come back and do better. to cruise in your dream car or give your home a fancy makeover this year well buckle up because we've got the keys to help you make it happen if you're a go-getter who loves smashing goals and building connections come hop on board our marketing team get ready for a wild ride with limitless earning opportunities awesome vibes paid time off and sweet benefits rev up your career by sending your resume to a jones at localfirstmediagroup.com we're an equal opportunity employer 
I'm Dr. Miller, a dentist and a volunteer for Dental Lifeline Network. DLN is a nonprofit that has helped me literally change the lives of people in my community through the Donated Dental Services Program. DLN asks dentists to volunteer to see just one of the many patients in need each year. If you're a dentist or know a dentist, please share this information. Like me, they can make a real difference in someone's life. DLN makes it easy. Go to willyouseeone.org to learn more. That's willyouseeone.org. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I gotta tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting? Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. My name is Ariel. When I arrived in the U.S. at 19, I struggled to find job opportunities without my high school diploma. My entire life changed when I took a chance and got my high school diploma at age 22. Everything I have, my education, my career, my marriage, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and my teachers. They were with me every step of the way, helping with my English and math, making sure I push through all the challenges. Ariel, your success proves that what I'm doing as a teacher has real meaning. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. Education was the key that unlocked all my opportunities. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Leaving the yard live at 5 Monday through Thursday afternoons. And Leaving the Yard Rewind Tuesday through Friday mornings at 7 on 107.9 The Fan. All righty, welcome back. We got about uh, 18 and a half after the hour. What were you saying? Yeah, I just had a, a, a quick story from my coaching day popped in my head. Oh, about, all right. About a, Let's lo- hear it. about a local coach here. We used to about the punt, catching punts. Yeah. So I was coaching at Pittsburgh back in 2012, unfortunately. And um, <laughs> <laughs> we were playing um, – We before the game, we, we, were, we were playing against this team. And I'll say the, the young man's name cause, uh, in just a second. But we were playing. We was like, hey, whatever you do, we don't punt the football down the middle of the field. So it worked all week. Punt it to the sideline. Right. Punt it past the right. numbers. Get it to the sideline. Just get it off the field. So, first kick of the game, I think it was first punt, maybe second punt, second punt of the game, our punter goes out there and his leg swings right toward the middle of the field. <laughs> and our head coach, all you can hear is a loud uh, expletive <laughs> as the ball <laughs> goes right down the seam. Young man catches it. He makes two moves and he hits up the field and he never breaks stride. We never touch him. He scores. <laughs> and it is um, uh, Davion Hall over at Liberty Island yeah. right now. And I want to say that game he may have had like – 
four touches for four touchdowns. Oh. It's like they threw two bombs to him. Uh, he picked one off, ran it back, and we punted right down the middle of the field, and we never touched him. And <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, we just went over not punting down the middle of the field. He, I mean, he punted right at him. It was like, yeah, that, that guy's taking this thing to the house. Did uh, uh, did, did the punter get a lesson in not doing that when he got to the sideline? Oh, he got it before he got to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to go over there. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went the other way. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I ain't got nothing to do with me on this one. I'm, I'm on the offense side of the ball right now. <laughs> nice. We're sitting here talking about catching punts, that kind of thing. You you brought up a story during the break, which is a great segue because the NFL, while not talking about punts, is talking about kickoffs today and still trying to figure out how do we make the kickoff right. So for years, they they just did straight kickoff and you get what you get. And then decided, well, we're going to move them up five yards and kick the ball more out of the back of the end zone. It it eliminates the chances for collisions. Yes. And we'll even now recently give them a chance, the returner a chance to make a fair catch on the kickoff, and we'll move the ball back out to the 25-yard line. But here's – I saw this today and was blown away. There were 2,700 kickoffs in the NFL last year. Okay? Okay. How many do you think were actually returned? 2,700 kickoffs? Yeah, oh, man, I remember watching some games. I never saw one. Uh, I would assume maybe about 45. No, it was more than that. It was more than that. Wait, more than so, about, so we go about 150? No, 587, okay, which is a lot larger number than yeah. I would have thought, having watched it like I mean, you did. I'm, I'm several games where they didn't even touch the ball. Right. Straight out of now, we're watching the game of the week most of the time. That's true. That's true. We're not true. watching true. all the crappy That's games true. that don't That's get true. on. That's who, true. Who don't have kickers <laughs> that can kick out of the back of the game. That's answer. true. 587 out of just about 2,700. So, less than a quarter. Actually, less than a fifth. Yes. 1,970 of those were, were touchbacks. Okay. 92 were fair catches. So they barely use the fair catch thing at all. Yes. Less than 100 out of 2,700 did they use the fair catch. So the NFL now is saying we basically have relegated the kickoff to watching a kicker kick the ball out of the back of the end zone or a guy wave his hand and they catch the ball and it comes to the 25. And what's the point of the kickoff at this stage? So they're looking at tweaking it again. And, in fact, Stephen Jones of the Cowboys said today – he expects by the time we get the league started again in the fall, the NFL is going to have a new rule about kickoffs. Now, the XFL does it a little differently. Yes, they do. I watch some of their games. They back their kicker off to the 30-yard line. Mm-hmm. So he's 70 yards away from the goal line. But their massive change is they move the kick coverage guys up to the opposite 35-yard line. Yes, to lessen the impact. And they put the blockers at the 30-yard line. Mm -hmm. So there's only a five-yard running head start between the two for the first collision that's going to happen. Correct. Nobody can move until return man touches the ball. So you're like right now, Everybody can get ready to go. Kicker kicks it. You've got a 50, 60-yard, 70-yard sprint down the other end of the field. You're getting to full speed, and by the time you hit a collision at about 40 yards in, 
you're going as fast as you're able to go wearing the equipment you can have on you. They're going to look at the XFL model and see. I don't know the NFL is going to use this. It's one that's been thrown out, though. You got to wait. Kick returner gets the ball. If the ball goes into the end zone for a touchback, it doesn't come out to the 25. It comes out to the 35. So they're really trying to get the ball in play. Yes. They want to lessen the collisions between the offensive and defensive or kick coverage and kick return guys. And they want to put this play back into us watching the game again. Not Correct. going, all right, we just scored. There's an extra point our guy's going to make, and then a kickoff It's not going to matter anyway. So i got five minutes to go to the bathroom or do whatever. Correct. They're trying to get that out of there and get us back to having a game. Do you like that idea? Yeah, I actually liked it when I saw the XFL do it the first time. I just, I just, just, It got to the point where it was so boring watching kickoff, watching those guys just put their arms out yeah. and watch it go into the end zones. And, but you didn't want to – I always kept saying I don't want them to eliminate the kickoff because that's going to eliminate jobs for people in the NFL. So right. you, you want to keep that out there. Um, so now going with the XFL, if, if they do what the XFL does, that's actually really good and it actually gives – Guys, a chance to actually continue to earn their jobs and things like that and to see some exciting football instead of just watching the ball go out the back of the end zone. The latest Hall of Fame class that was announced. Devin Hester was Devin in. Devin Hester's oh, yeah. in. Who was, I don't know about you, I would argue the greatest return man the NFL's ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can say Dion if you like. No, you Devin know, Hester. Just Devin Hester, yeah. as a specialist who did one thing, and I know he did, you know, he played receiver, but, but that was his thing. Yeah. I, I oh, thought it was the greatest the NFL's oh, ever seen. He was special, man. I mean, yeah. I would love watching when he's in Miami. You know, yeah. it was just, oh, man, it was, it was showtime. That's right. He get the football in his hands. With what we've got right now, we won't have another kick returner make the Hall of Fame ever. No. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously we're a long way from the days when I, I was a kid watching guys who was wedge busters who was just right. sprinting, just blowing up a wedge. You know, of course you want to get away from that. But, man, I mean, at least can we at least see some kickoffs, though, you know, some right. returns and see some guys try to see some creativity of building up walls and reverses and things like that. And so, obviously, if they can do this, obviously, they might take away some, some of the trick plays out of the kickoffs because they're so close, but still at least see some action. But, you know, trick play or not, I want to see a Devin Hester – be able to be out there and you doing have, the magic he does. But you have so many explosive athletes. Right. You know you got guys out there who can be just not maybe not be David Hester, but be uh, as explosive as he is and exciting with the football. Though. That's right. And I think it adds a little strategy back to things, where guys have to make some determinations about. Oh, absolutely. You know where where are we putting people instead of having the run and you got to watch your lane and all the things that happen on kick returns or, or kick coverage part of this. Now you pretty much are looking at can we do. More complicated blocking scheme at this close of a level where we're making a different little angle or alley for our guys that in the past could have closed up really quickly. Correct. Well, even the rules of changing onside kicks is kind of lessen the chances. Hikes, like, I mean, it's really a low percentage you're going to get this onside kick. Boy, now, you brought you know? up a good so, one. So, um, to me, that's almost like if you're if you're down, man, <laughs> good luck getting the football back because this was like I know it's like a, it's a really low percentage of you getting an onside kick now. It's just it's unbelievable how they changed that. You know the NFL talked about a, a new rule for that too. I don't know if you heard that. or I not. have not heard they that. They talked no. about a uh, like they'd set up like a fourth down in fifteen or something where you would have one play to be able to maintain the football, but you had to convert on that play. So you scored your touchdown, uh-huh. you got your point after, you're claiming for, I want to do an onside kick, if you will. They put the ball at your goal line, 30-yard line, you got a fourth down and 15. You get it, great, you keep the ball. 
you don't get it, you've handed the ball over to your opponent 30 yards from his end zone. But so you're really you, – you, the offense is playing this, not can we get a weird bounce of a ball to get us the ball back. Well, I can tell you if you're a Kansas City or something like that, yeah, you love those rules because you've got like, a guy who can make a play for your quarterback position. Um, I still like it just because it still puts it in the hands of, of, of your probably your best playmakers That's probably right. coming up instead of – a freak, a freaky luck play, or a ball hops and you blow somebody up, and yep. you know, thing, a lower percentage. So, so yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not really an offensive guy, kind of like defense a little bit yeah, more, no, but I I, but but also as a defense coach, you're like, hey man, let's go make a stop. I yeah, like the ch- down. I yeah. like the chances to get the ball back. Absolutely. I, I mean, if you're if you're willing, if you're down 15, you know you can get. But if I'm down 17, I'm in big job. Three scores. Yeah, it's, it's almost, almost impossible. impossible. Yeah, it's almost impossible. But same way they. Change the incentive of going for two point conversions. I like that as well. You know, um, some coaches are still just so conservative that they won't do it. Right. But I like the incentive of trying to entice them to do it. But that fourth and fifteen, that's a good idea, though. I mean, you know, get fifteen yards sure. for to get the ball back. Ah, that's a great idea, actually. You, you mentioned the uh, the two point conversion. We've seen the success of extra points because we moved it back so far. Yes. Start to level out with. The success of two-point conversions. Yes. You start looking at the math on this, it's actually – it makes more sense to go for two every time. 100% it Even does. Even when you don't make it, your chances – because we're missing extra points at the rate we're missing yeah. them now, your chances of getting more points are actually better going for the two rather than saying, oh, crap, I'm going to miss that. I take the one-point automatic. That one point's not automatic anymore. Especially if you got like a mobile quarterback and a, and a, and a tough running back. That's – that's a we in close quarters. Hey, let's run this football. Let me do this one. We'll do one more rule change if you could let me run the NFL. I'm changing a field goal's value from three inside fifty to four outside fifty. Oh yeah, if I'm Baltimore Ravens, I'm definitely oh. I'm definitely picking. Hey, yes, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say yes to that one. The Cowboys got a good kicker too. You're not though. kidding. Yeah. That puts more stress and more value on getting a good kicker. Absolutely, exactly right. I'm so far willing to go. You put me outside sixty, I'll make it worth five. Yeah, okay, too many man. for now, you. Now we're getting too gimmicky. It's too many. <laughs> it's too, See, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that it is. Yeah, I, well, because because man, even to me, even the average kickers are, are drilling fifty-five yards. Okay. In my opinion, so that's I mean, worth those four. Guys, those guys are just so good. But NFL. give me to sixty. Yeah, and, 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 I like the four points. Now, uh, now here's your thing points. about it, though, because you're missing from sixty. The ball's going to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's out near the 50-yard line. Now, You're giving it up there. So it's, now, I'm, I'm risking the five points, but I'm giving my opponent I will say a short this. field. I'm putting my coaching hat on. So right. now I'm strategy-wise, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, we're getting closer to two-minute warning and say we're down 12. It's right? like, hey, let's get, let's get right. Hey, let's yeah. go ahead and just kick this 60-yarder. See yes. if we can drill this thing in. We hit it. See? Now, you know, now you're on so, board with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, just, my strategy <laughs> kicked in right there. Like, hey, we can save some time. We, if we can kick this field goal here. Man, we get the ball right back. You go for your you go for your fifteen yard play. Yes, <laughs> it's right side. Now, hey, boom, we in business. <laughs> and, and while we say gimmicky, and the NFL doesn't need help, it's got yeah. a massive audience and ah, they're making yeah, tons yeah. of money, and they just up the salary cap by another thirty million dollars. But for sports that would be struggling, for how do we get? I don't need to be too gimmicky. Yeah. But we're really only gimmicking with the special teams part of this, not with the regular part of football. Well, it, puts that, more, it puts more emphasis on special teams and, and good you. kicker, things All like right. that. We're going to take a break. 
It's about 28 minutes. <laughs> See, we're in a laboratory here. We're mad scientists in a laboratory. We just got Justin Tucker a pay raise if that happens. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Coming right back. 28 minutes till top of the hour, leaving the yard. Jack Zach, Dwight McCowan on the fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. At 107.9 The Fan. Window. Just for listening. It's as easy as one, two, three. One. Grab a window sticker for one of our sister stations from sponsor locations or from us at a sticker stop and put it on the lower left corner of your car's rear window. Two. Go to thefan1079.com. Register your license plate and listen for us to announce your tag number. Three. When we do, call within 10 minutes and, and claim $100, $100 cash. That's how to window. From Texarkana's local sports leader. 107.9 The Fan. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him uh, Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something, whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. The craziest thing was believing that your dad knew everything. So as a dad, you felt like you had to know everything. You had to get everything right. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then, you know, it kind of starts to work itself out. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Morgan Fairchild, and I am a lifetime lover of animals. I've rescued every pet I've ever had, so I know firsthand that when you adopt a shelter pet and make them a member of your family, it not only enriches you and your family's lives, but that of your pet's life as well. The champions at American Humane have been helping animals for more than 140 years. Whether certifying the humane treatment of farm animals, rescuing animals caught in disasters, ensuring the safety of animal stars on screen, or protecting our planet's endangered species, they go above and beyond to further their mission and make the world a kinder place for animals. Please consider adopting a shelter pet and supporting American Humane. Now, now, here's the four states weather forecast from 107.9 The Fan. Mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 45. Winds gusting up to 30 miles per hour. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, high of 58. Still the 30 mile per hour winds gusty. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night, low of 39. Get your free window sticker at our next sticker stop Thursday from noon to 1 at Apricot Lane Boutique in the Richmond Ranch Shopping Center. Leaving the Yard on 107.9 The Fan and ESPN 105.9 is presented by Liberty Ilo ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. Leaving the yard, we welcome you back, Chuck Zach, Dwight McCowan. Tomorrow, Razorback Billy Lavender is supposed to be in here, and I think uh, softball coach Chelsea uh, Slider from uh, Texas High 
talk to her this weekend. I got to make sure and confirm with her that she may be good for tomorrow as well. Yeah. All right, we've been uh, we've been talking a lot of uh, football for the first half of the program. A little baseball mixed in, a little football mixed in. Mm-hmm. A week ago, you and I talked about the um, possibility of getting rid of the handshake line in basketball after the uh, A and M Commerce and Incarnate Word debacle that happened last week. Yes. And sure enough, we get back around and we get another <laughs> college basketball post-game yeah. nightmare. We actually had two of them, one that happened on the women's side a couple of weeks ago yes, where Caitlin Clark in Iowa got uh, kind of jostled about. And then this week, Duke and Wake Forest, it's an upset. The Demon Deacons with a win over the Blue Devils. A lot of devil stuff going on in North Carolina. Um <laughs> And we rush the court. Yes. Ugh. Kyle Filipowski gets tangled up with a fan. Yes, it looked did. almost like it may have been intentional contact. I thought Filipowski tried to create the contact. Maybe. First. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it looked like, but, you know, sure. His ankle comes yeah. up balky. And I'll tell you what, the NCAA was quick to discuss we need to stop whatever it takes to stop rushing the court. Yes. NFL or college football. College football, they'll rush the court. Big upset. They're mm-hmm. rushing the field. Everybody's coming down on the stands. But you've got 200, 250-pound guys in full armor with helmets and pads and all on. Yes. Basketball, we may have tall guys, usually thinner guys, with nothing on but shorts and a tank top. Correct. And we are doing nothing to protect them. And I'm talking about it from the guys' perspective, girls' perspective, same thing. The ladies in shorts and tank tops, nothing else to protect them. We've been lucky the injuries haven't been severe. Mm-hmm. It just feels like we're tempting fate if we don't put a stop to this at some point in time. Yeah, I remember, I want to say it was probably about 10 years ago. I probably me off on the years. I remember... I remember people got an uproar when Duke was getting – they got beat. And before the game ended, I remember Coach K pulled the team off and he sent all – he took all the starters out and they, he sent them to the locker room. He had five of the bench guys on the floor. And as soon as the buzzer ended, he had security and they kind of got off the floor. And I remember um, some people was kind of crushing him about, you know, getting the team off the floor. And I thought that was – even at the time, I said, that's a good idea. Just right. get those guys out of there because you got guys – now, especially you got kids who – and let's just go ahead and, and – Get it out the way. They're, they're drinking at the game, so sure. they're, they're they got a little alcohol in their system, so they're feeling a little bit more brave anyway. So you you think after a game with somebody you you, you have an upset, and you're frustrated, and you lose, and somebody runs by you and they bump into you and they saying some stuff that they don't need, they would never say to you face to face, really, right? Without you know, not in a big crowd. And I'm just surprised that anybody got punched before. Um, I'm a hundred percent against it. I again, I I just don't think I don't see the purpose of it. Besides, something bad can happen. Obviously, we lived through. I know this generation is younger. We lived through the malice in the palace and seeing that type of stuff. But right. you, you just, you just worry about an incident where somebody's going to get popped in the face and they're going to try to have a lawsuit. And so, to me, I just think it's easy just to say, "Hey, you, you did a great job as fans supporting them, but hey, let's not get on the floor." Well, we, there there are about a half dozen layers to this Correct. that could make this even. A worse scenario than yes. what we've seen so far, race included, where a majority of the players tend to be African American, yes. the majority of the guys sitting there at a college game tend to be white guys, 
And you could see where that becomes an issue as well. And we're talking, you know, it's not a 100% thing, obviously. No. But, but we tend to be seeing that racial component. And when you add alcohol to the mix and you get to storm the court, especially when emotions are hot like we saw in A&M Commerce and Incarnate Word, players yes. were already unhappy. Now you put another component of guys on the court, because it's mainly guys yes. rushing the court. There are very few women, I think, that are want to get involved in that. But there are a lot of college guys that yeah. do. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and, and again, I'm, I'm I'm not rabbit ears to like parents talking toward me in the game. But what I what I am very aware of as a coach is I'm very aware of uh, the opposing team that we're playing, their fans, what they're saying toward my players. Yep. And I, I've and I'm not gonna lie, I've, I've I've had several games where I've had fans removed. Right. And I mean, I'm I don't even right. I don't even hesitate. And so, um, when I see that with the fans running on the floor, that's when I I just know that those kids are saying things to them. Those kids, those players are showing great restraint because, you know, me I, I as a coach, I'm 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 liable to want to protect my kids. So sure. hey man, I want to get my kids off the floor as fast as possible. So you know, I'll listen to Colin Cowherd earlier, and he he had made a great point about what he was saying was maybe what they need to start doing is getting obviously get extra security there yep. and then have the security come to the floor and block these guys off and make sure they can get to the locker room safely and you can still allow court rushing if you want to i just i'm just not a fan of it it's just too many things that can go wrong again we've been lucky that it hasn't went wrong but again if you hear some of the things that some of these fans say to, to the players and they act like you know like they're not really human they're subhuman almost and you mean you even saw one this week with in the NBA with Kevin Durant and those two fans who, who called him the B word, and yep. as soon as he turns around and, and approaches them, then it's all then their whole tone changes. So right? Like, hey, yeah, I, I'm, you say something to me, I'm going to respond. Right? You know, I'm the same way. You say something to me or my players, I, I ain't holding my tongue. I'm going to nope. say something back to you right then and there. So those are what you got to prevent it. I think that's where you can that's where you can prevent it and still give those kids. You want to say, I say kids, those college students, the uh, experience they want to rush the court, and, and I get it for a school perspective. It's good to it's good publicity for the school to show like, hey, we're a good school. We're playing. We we let our students have a good time, um, but we keep them safe as well. But if you're asking me, hey, I'm all for getting rid of it. Well, I almost think we didn't learn the lessons from British soccer, where yes. rushing the pitch got people killed, where trying to get out of the stands, people got trampled, trampled and yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah. They didn't stop that completely, but they've done a better job, I think, in security there than what we've seen in the, in America with basketball games in particular, football games secondarily. I, I heard the suggestion yesterday of if if I'm on the if I'm on the the court and I'm the losing team on the road and you rush my you rush the players who are down there, then that ought to be an automatic forfeit for the winning school, the home school, whose fans rushed the court. Now, I don't know that I like that yeah, I've worked yeah. all that time yeah. to get a win and it got taken away by a bunch of drunken college kids Correct. that, that's, yeah, that's kind that of extreme. rushed down there. But, you know, maybe it's going to take one or two of those happening to get the administration. Yes, We've seen coaches before have taken the microphone and said things. Bobby Knight used to do that in Indiana. Like, we don't do that here. This is not who. And you have the ability to shut down kids 
from a position of authority. I mean, Bobby Knight's maybe not the best example, obviously. Well, I've, I've, well actually, he probably is the best example because he is an authoritarian yeah. figure. <laughs> but but I've seen coaches take the microphone yeah. and and shut down fans who went yeah. over the top. Maybe we're at that place where a coach is going to lose a game and coach can go in a post-game press conference and rip his own fan base about this cannot be acceptable. This is not going to happen. Where, where our caller in the last half hour talked about the money. You start costing us a berth in a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You cost us a conference championship. Then it all of a sudden hits home real hard that that wasn't just a college experience. That was a million-dollar mistake you just made. Not the fine, but the fact we didn't get to advance into the tournament because of what you just did. And I just don't understand what's the what's the joy of running on the court and screaming and jumping up and down. I, I again now even when, even when okay. I was twenty years old, I didn't I never saw the the the, the joy of it. I was like, what, now, what's, what's now the, the, what's the, point the, of that? the guy that's going to be in here tomorrow, Razorback Billy, okay, has indeed stormed the court. Stormed, a, I don't uh, know if it was the field or the court up in Fayetteville uh, when the Razorbacks won. So I'm gonna get him tomorrow. We'll get his perspective on it. Yeah, he's gonna get a side eye from me right now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but. At the end of the day, I'll go back to bottom line, kind of like the first segment today, talking about those kids playing ball for your school need to be knowing, the parents need to know, when I send my kid to your school, I'm getting my kid back safe. And it shouldn't be we worry about he went and played a basketball game and got trampled, punched, knocked over, whatever, by a bunch of fans from the other school. And like you said, with the the opponents, like I I can just see twenty one year old me. I'm a I'm a sore loser anyway, and I'm walking oh, yeah. off the court, and somebody bumps me and says something to me. I'm I have no I'm gonna pop you right in the face. And if you <laughs> watched the Wake saying. Forest Duke game, you saw both a female trainer, I think, as they were heading back into the tunnel, and one of the basketball players, fuing the crowd around yeah. them of Wake Forest yes. fans. Yeah, I saw that play. That yeah. could have gotten very much Correct. worse had they responded back to the players. Anyway, we're we gotta take a break. It's about uh, 15 minutes till top of the hour. Leaving the yard, we got some NBA stuff to talk about when we come back as well. Dwight McCowan in here, Chuck Zach on the fan 107.9 and ESPN 105.9. The Bush Guide: Cold and Smooth Survival Skills. For a successful stint in the great outdoors, pack accordingly. Place heavy essentials near your spine for stability in rough terrain with light items near the bottom. Now, you may be wondering, where does the bush light go? In your stomach. Bush. Head for the mountains. Enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023, Anheuser-Busch, Bush Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas brilliantly executed can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Fast Signs, 3735 Mall Drive. Find them online at fastsigns.com. 
Stay locked and loaded with Garrett's Sporting Goods. Family owned and operated since 1989, Garrett's has all your guns, accessories, optics, thermals, ammo, and Class 3 items. You'll find a superior selection at Garrett's Sporting Goods. Check them out at 3102 Richmond Road, Texarkana, 903-255-7806. You should be proud of your arsenal. Shop Garrett's Sporting Goods today. When the closets are too small, the backyard is uninviting, the cabinets are outdated, and the sink and the bathtub are aqua blue, it's time to call Victor Home Remodeling. With over 15 years of experience, Victor offers room renovations, patios, cabinetry, bathroom remodels, flooring, painting, roofing, and more. Call 903-306-7495 or visit VictorHomeRemodelingTX.com. Quality craftsmanship at a fair price. Trust Victor to turn your home into a dream home. 911, call if you can. Text if you can't. 911 cannot accept pictures or videos, but make sure you let them know the emergency and your exact location. Use simple language, no abbreviations or slang. Text 911 is now available in 10 counties in the area. Lamar, Delta, Hopkins, Red River, Franklin, Titus, Morris, Bowie, Cass, and Miller counties. If you can't call 911, text 911. This public safety announcement brought to you by the Arctic's Council of Governments. Hey, y'all, by always looking local first, we're making sure our babies have a bright future. You know, local businesses depend on our support. They're usually first in line to support our local organizations. Let's do our part to always look local first. Don't throw your damaged cell phone away. It's repairable. Whether it's a screen replacement or micro soldering, M-Tech Electronics can repair it. And at the best price in town. Call them today for your smartphone, computer, and game console repairs. 4012 Summer Hill Square, Texarkana. When you're craving a real, honest-to-goodness, old-fashioned hamburger with the freshest ingredients and french fries that make a jackrabbit slap a hound dog head over to 201 east broad tlc burgers and fries open monday through thursday 10 30 a.m to 3 30 p.m open till 7 friday and saturday legacy cleaners formerly holiday cleaners has 35 years experience and four locations in texarkana and surrounding areas including their newest location at 210 west 7th street for the best starch jeans in town it's legacy cleaners they can handle your finest threads look local first and everybody benefits from the store owners to people like you and me supporting them look local first Keeping you updated on happenings in the Twin Cities. This is 107.9 The Fan's Community Calendar. Harvest Regional Food Bank will have their 18th annual Wine and Jazz Gala Friday, March 8th from 6 to 9 at Silver Moon on Broad. Expertly selected wine and gourmet food pairings, live music, and a silent auction. Ticket $75. Sponsorship opportunities available. Call 870-774-1398 for information. You're listening to Leaving the Yard on 1079 The Fan and ESPN 1059. Brought to you by Liberty ILO ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Right, 10 minutes still top of the hour leaving the yard chuck zach dwight mccowan 903-735-9905 is our number here in the studio as we uh, wrap up the tuesday version of the show today uh our thoughts are with folks over in falk lady panthers are back on the court tonight we had mo williams in uh, or on the on the phone with us last week and, and they won his team they? didn't just win they uh, swept their way through and got a regional championship in 
3A Region 4. Now they're up in Elkins, Arkansas, which we looked up we, last week. We did Google it. Yep, they've got, uh, I believe, Riverside tonight, 7 o'clock for the uh, first game in the uh, in the tournament for the Lady Panthers. Trying to continue rolling on. They're 35-0 and 0 and are, uh, what do you have to win, four, I think? Four that's games, say, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what we say, yes. Yep, to, uh, to get a state championship. So take care of business tonight, and uh, you're making your way into the, I guess, quarterfinals then. Of their state tournament. Yep. Which I was trying to understand. He, he did a good job explaining it to me, though. <laughs> Everybody gets Cause, to go because when I hear state tournament, I think Final Four That's in right. Texas. You nope. know, so yeah, you get the uh, what highest four in every one of the four regions. Correct. That's who's going down there. So sixteen are so down it's just, there. It's just Sweet Sixteen. That's right, Sweet Sixteen. So Sweet. we're going eight, four, two, champion. Correct. All right. So anyway, good luck to them as we uh, we continue to root them on. Hooks guys playing tonight. Yeah. Big matchup for them. You know, I went and watched Chapel Hill play on Friday because my, my good buddy is a head coach at, at Jefferson. So I went to support him and my my younger cousin who's on the Jefferson varsity team. And so I got a chance to watch Chapel Hill and reached out to Coach Jackson afterwards and, you know, just tried to give him a little bit of what I saw. Okay. And? Um, well, first I would say um, if, I, if I was in that game, I would definitely let the referees know about a certain player on Chapel Hill. He's okay. going to do some – he's going to do some very – Questionable. Questionable things uh, that need to be watched and be called and monitored. Um, right. They they get up and down the floor. They can run. They can shoot the ball. The coach's son, who I saw – I actually saw the coach and his son at A&M on Saturday um, at the game. I guess they was just watching and maybe interested in going to the school. But sure. uh, that young man can shoot the basketball. And uh, they are quicker than what they look. They're not very big. But uh, you don't get anything easy. You have to work for the buckets. Uh, they, they play great uh, pack line defense. So, um, obviously, Coach Jackson knows all this stuff. I didn't tell him nothing new. Right. I mean, he's already played against him, uh, I think, without a couple starters. So, obviously, you know, everybody, if you can't make it, be like me, go home and turn on Texas County Game Day. Yeah. That's their only loss this year, isn't That's it? That's their only loss. Yeah. So, good matchup tonight, number four and five in the state. It's going to be a good one. It should be awesome. So, we got two big uh, basketball playoff games. Hopefully, their seasons continue after hopefully, tonight. Hopefully. For both the Falk Lady Panthers and the Hooks Hornets. So, we got our eye on them tonight. All right, we talked about the NBA All Stars All Star Game scoring debacle uh, a few yeah. weeks ago. Yes, we did. Sports uh, ESPN rather today has a uh, pretty good article about scoring being up in the NBA. Yes, and tried to put their finger on why. And there's a number of causes. It looks it like is. it is um, faster possessions, mm-hmm. better shooting. Less defense. Okay, I, I'm gonna push back on the less defense. Okay, but keep, but keep going though. No, no, you're good. Okay, so so and JJ Reddy made a great point too. I heard him talk about it maybe a week ago, and I had been thinking that anyway for about the past year. I don't think the defense is any is, is not necessarily worse than it used to be. What it is, the court is so open, and so we, we used to seeing traditionally a post player down there, so that kind of clogs some things up a little bit. Right now, you're right. basically playing five out, and so it's almost it's almost impossible to help. You know, because the floor is so spaced, and once you know, once you commit the help, that ball skips over your head. Boom! It's a three pointer right there. Right. And so those guys are on an island, and to me, it's more easy to really get to the rim and shoot a layup because it's so spaced. The floor is just so spaced, and it's hard to help. And I don't think people really understand how hard it is to help and and be able to keep those guys who are such good athletes in front of you 
without any help and without hand without hand checking them. It's just if you can't put your hands on them, it's almost impossible to keep those guys in front of you. And when you've got fours and fives who are three point shooters yes. now, I, I I just don't think people understand the no. spacing on the floor. Uh, it, it's tough to cover all that space, and those guys are just knocking it down over your head. It used to. There aren't very many true centers left in the N- no. NBA. Not the way that when when I grew up back in the seventies and eighties where it was Jabbar and it yes. was Lanier and it was Walton and and those guys who played them played the post. They were true down low post players. Yes. And so you definitely kept two big bodies in the middle of the lane all the time, one on offense and one yeah. on defense. And and stepping off from helping because there was no value in a long two point shot without a three, the game was inside an awful lot. Correct. The games moved outside stretch fours a Dirk Nowitzki, change the dynamic a bit. Now you've got a Brooke Lopez who's a a center who's yeah, shooting, shooting three-point point point shots. If, and if you want to do this as well, to me, this was I call it the Shaq rule that when they were so frustrated with Shaq and they couldn't stop him, so they went with the defense of three seconds back in right. the early 2000s. Well, take away the defense of three seconds and let guys sit in the paint, and then you can have really a true rim protector, almost a zone. Or you can run zone if you want to. That will change the scoring dynamics because now you can protect the rim better, right? And you don't have to space the floor. Out. But they don't want to do that because they love the scoring. Oh yeah, that's what they love. So they're not going to change it. But if they wanted to, you can make those adjustments and play some zone or take away the defense three seconds. Well, and and the league has made a few adjustments, but they seem to be favoring the offense. Oh, I mean, yes. taking away hand checking. And you're a coach of basketball. I don't know that hand checking. And, and being able to touch your opponent is such a bad thing. You're an, uh, As an offensive guy, I don't want anybody touching me, and it yeah. inhibits where – but it feels like it's the only chance defenders have to be able to have any kind of leverage against an offensive player that's better than they are. Yeah, you just don't want – you don't want what I call hand-to-hand comeback. No. Like, if you watch high school basketball like Tatum, Tatum High School, I call their games, that's hand-to-hand comeback where they're just karate chopping you all over the court. And, right. If you don't call it, that's what they do. Right. And so you don't want to see that. But you also don't want to see what I call I call it uh insurance fraud. It's like play but like uh, I would say to I me, mean, like a Trey Young, you know, as soon as they hit any kind of contact, they just flare and throw the ball up. Right. And it's three shots. It's three like, shots. Come on, referees, you gotta be better than that. These guys are these guys are so good at, at initiating contact and then they'll just flail there or they'll hook that arm and throw it up. Right. You gotta be able to fix those type of things and that'll help with the with the scoring as well. Right. Uh I, I don't know if the league, like you said, the league's liking more points. Fans tend to like more points. I don't think we want to go back to the heyday of the Pistons and no, it'll the change Knicks in the playoffs, and games being – and that's one of the things that Drew Holiday said. It'll change in the playoffs, though. That we need to have the regular season called like playoff yes. games. If you'll do that, you'll get in line a little bit better, the crazy out-of-control scoring. LeBron said after the All-Star game, that's what's going on every night. Yes. It's just not the best players in the world doing it. Correct. We've got one guy or two guys, not 30 guys who are amazing players, and so the scoring isn't like this. He's, but what's yeah. happening in the NBA is mirrored what happened in that All-Star game. And I use two players as an example who was All-Stars. They went this year, but they've been traditional All-Stars, but they have struggled in the playoffs, and that's James Harden 
and Joel Embiid. Why do they struggle so much in the playoffs? Because the the game is called different. You don't get those cheap fouls right. where you just bump into some bump into somebody and you fall, and now you're at the free throw line yep. and you're shooting 15 free throws a game, which is where Harden lives. That's where Harden lives, and yep. that's where Joe Embiid lives. Yep. If you really watch his games, you know, so you don't get those calls. All of a sudden, now you're instead of putting up 29, 30 points, y'all said you're, you're you're at 14, 15 yep. with some turnovers here and there, and they're not calling those calls, and they struggle to make those adjustments, and so that's where you wish the referees would start to try to. Call it a little bit tighter in the regular season and, and, and stop falling for that, what I call, again, insurance fraud, and call it. But, you know, the reality is nobody that plunked their money down to see a game in February wants to see hey, a star come. foul out. Correct. We didn't come see the referee blow the whistle. No. We, come see them put the we ball want to see them. We want to see a ball. <laughs> we want to see shots go in. We want to see our guys on the court. We don't want them sitting on the bench. I thought an interesting line was 70 is the new 50. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we've had, we've had multiple 70-point scores this year already. Luka's gotten a 70. Embiid's gotten a 70. Is that the new 50? Yeah, I don't know how to guard Luka, to be honest with oh. you. He's just so massive, and he yeah. just moves. And, and awkward. Yeah. And yeah. awkward. And a good change of pace. Like, jeez, you can't speak that guy up. Nope. All right, we're out of time. <laughs> Appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Great seeing you again. Enjoy the track meet. Hopefully uh, you stay dry this week. I hope so. We're back again tomorrow with Razorback Billy here on Leaving the Yard. If you missed any of today's show, hear it again tomorrow morning at 7 on 107.9 The Fan or on demand anytime at thefan1079.com. KCMC and KTFS Texarkana.